Okay, um, so how often do you listen to rap music? Uh, every single day. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Um, and do you think hip-hop's history is uh, represented in modern rap? Yes, because I think that there's a lot of things like the ideals as well as like the styles of rap that like when rap was first up and coming are still like heavily prevalent in like today's music whether it's like rap or not um there's still a lot of other like genres as well that you know like to like mimic that same style and like the history um of rap like comes from like you know oppression and stuff like that but um and I think that a lot of rappers still keep that um as a as a big goal in when creating new music awesome awesome okay um and do you think that rap music will keep changing i think that yes i think that the game of rap and the music and the style will keep evolving until it probably can't anymore um but i think that there will always be something new and something better and something that's always going to be you know up and coming um just because there's always just going to be you know something new to be talked to or that needs to be talked about um and i think that rappers will incorporate their opinions and stuff like that into their music awesome thank you mm-hmm. hello everyone and thanks for listening in my name is dara mans and for those of you who are listening for the first time that was a quick interview with Blaze Jessen, who's a dedicated fan of rap music and rap culture. Um, today, we're going to discuss a little bit about the creation and history of rap music. I've got Chenchi Liu and Kevin Milkowski in the studio with me to help out. I'll start off by saying that hip-hop music is generally considered to have been pioneered in New York's South Bronx in 1973 by Jamaican-born um, Cool DJ Herc. Right. Wasn't that uh, at a Halloween party? So by his younger sister, where Hark used an innovative turntable technique to stretch sounds from break by playing the break portion of the two identical record consequently. Yeah, I think the, the popularity of extended break lent its name to break dancing, which is a style specific to hip hop culture and facilitated extended is facilitated by extended drum breaks played by DJs at New York dance parties and Herc's new technique was copied and soon DJs began releasing records that they would freestyle rap to. Yeah, around, around the mid-1970s, New York's hip-hop scene was pretty much dominated by um, seminal turntablist DJs Grandmaster Flash, Africa Bambada, and Herc. Um, and the rappers of Sugar Hill Gang produced hip-hop's first commercially successful hit, Rapper's Delight, in 1979. Let's give that a listen right now. I said a hip, 
the hibbit, the hibbit of a hip, hip hopper, you don't stop. Rock it out, baby, rubber to the boogity bang bang, the boogie to the boogity bee. Now what you hear is not a test, I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. You see, I am Wonder Mike, and I like to say hello. Up to the black, to the white, the red, and the brown, the purple, and yellow. But first, I gotta bang, bang, the boogie to the boogie, say up, jump, the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie, let's rock. You don't stop, rock the middle, that'll make your body rock. Oh, so far, you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man Hank. Come on, Hank, sing that song. Check it out. When I pimp the dip, the ladies pimp, the women fight for my delight. But I'm the grand master with the three MCs that shop the house for the young ladies. And when you come inside and do the front, you do the freaks bang, you do the bump. And with the sucker MCs try to prove a point with Trevor's trio. And with the serious joint, I'm from song to song and from day to day. I sit down and write a brand new rhyme. I'm to say that miracles never cease. I've created a devastating master. I'm gonna rock the mic so you can't resist everybody. I say it don't like this when I was coming home late one dark afternoon. Reporter stopped me for an interview. She said she's heard stories and she's heard fables that a vicious on the mic and the turntable. This young reporter I did adore. So I rocked the vicious rhyme like I never did before. She said, damn, fly guy, I'm in love with you. The Casanova legend must have been true. I said, by the way, baby, what's your name? Said I go by the name Lois Lane. And you can hear my boyfriend, you sure they can. Just let me bring my boyfriend across. Superman, I said he's a fairy. I do suppose flying through the air, the candy holes, and they be very sexy or even cute. But he looks like a sucker in a blue red suit. I said you need a man who's got finesse and his whole name across his chest. He may be able to fly all through the night, but can he rock a party till the early light? He can't satisfy you with his little worm, but I can bust you out with my super sperm. I go do it, I go do it, I go do it, do it, do it, and I'm here and I'm there. I'm Big Bang Hank, I'm everywhere. I just throw your hands up in the air and party harder like you just don't care. Let's do it. I don't stop, y'all. I take a talk, y'all. You know not stop. I go home, tell, home, tell. And what you gonna do today? Cause I'm gonna get a fly girl, gonna get some spank and drive off in a death OJ. Everybody go home, tell, home, tell, holiday in. You say if your girl starts acting up, then you take a friend. I say skip. What can I say? I can't fit them all inside my OJ, so I just take half and bust them out. I give the rest of Master Key so he can shock the house. I said a M-A-S, a T-E-R, a G with a double E. I said I go by the unforgettable name of the man they call a Master G. Well, my name is known all over the world by all the foxes, ladies, and the pretty girls. I'm going down in history as the baddest rapper that ever could be. Now I'm feeling the highs and you're feeling the lows. The beat starts getting into your toes. You start popping your fingers and stopping your feet and moving your body while you're sitting in your seat. Then damn, they start doing the freak. I said, bam, a rider out of your seat. Then you throw your hands high in the air. You're rocking to the beat, shake it down. You're rocking to the beat without a care With the short shot MCs for the affair Now I'm not as tall as the rest of the gang But I rap to the beat just the same I got a little face and I feel fine All I get to do ladies is hit the time I sing it on and on and on and on and on The beat don't stop until the break of dawn I sing it on and on and on and on and on Like a hot way to pop, 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 to p
papá que tem um texto no camarada I give me what you got I guess by now you can take a hunch and find that I am the baby of the bunch but that's okay I still keep it strong cause all I'm here to do is just a wiggle your behind sing it on and on and on and on the beat don't stop until the break of dawn sing it on and on and on and on and on rock rock you're girl on the floor I'm gonna freak you here I'm gonna freak you there I'm gonna move you out of this atmosphere cause I'm one of a kind and I'll shock your mind I'm with the dick 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 in your behind I said a one After this song, I believe the rap industry really took off, followed by Curtis Blow's The Breaks, as well as the adventures of Grandmaster Flash on the wheels of the steel. Those early songs and artists took hip-hop from a black party fad to a mainstream style of music. Yeah, I think it was around 1982 when record companies who had up to this point been ignoring the style of music started to fill their spots with hip-hop artists and they would sign just about anyone. But didn't that kind of just lead to a bunch of silly records being made? Uh, yeah, pretty much. But the 80s rap wave also led to a couple of technical innovations as well. Like drum machines and electric beat makers which created, or were created, which made it a lot easier for aspiring artists to make music. That is if they could afford it, though. 
in the, the hip hop industry at the same time was dominated by artists who had essentially come from nothing. In the 70s, hip hop wasn't necessarily, was more about the partying rather than the activism. Straight out of camp, Captain initiated a shift that changed the way the public thought and thinks of the genre forever. Yeah, let's listen to that one real quick as well. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Fuck the 
So I think critics really accused NWA for glorifying the gangsta life after, after that song that song came out. Uh, I've got a quote here from an interview that Ice Cube did with Sunday Correspondent Magazine in 1989. He said, the parents, the police, and the people of the local community are scared of what we say. We use the same kind of language as the kids use every day. In the black community, the ministers and teachers don't deny the the problems we rap about exist, um, but they rather sweep it under the rug. Maybe that's why we sell so many records, because the people in the community all tell the kids what to do, and the police are watching them 24-7. So when they party, they don't want to hear, don't do this and don't do that. Our raps are documentary. We don't take sides. And I think that quote shows a, a shift in rap music, because Ice Cube um, is showing that he's really fighting for something. And he's, he's not trying to glorify drugs or violence or, or being a gangster or whatever. He's, he's, he's reflecting what he knows and he's speaking on what he knows. And people listen to it because they can relate to it. Some people. You can't forget about the sound, though. Still, literally, the genre changed as well. Guys like Eric B. and uh, Rakim uh, took the simplest rhythm of the early hip-hop artist and turned it on its head. The rhythm become more complex. Rhythming with the bar and splitting words into two separate bars become added a level of style to the construction of rhythms. A good example of this is I Am No Joke by Eric B and Rakim. Yeah, let's listen to that one real quick as well. Patterns of paragraphs based on you and your 
DJ, if anything you play sound familiar, I'll wait to eat safe plan. So on behalf of this and rope, you can get a snack for this. I ain't no joke. In the 80s, hip-hop established itself as both a culture and a commercially viable force. It was still primarily un an underground concern. The 90s changed all of that. Not only did hip-hop hit and let's say the artists high for the first time, the art artists become superstar in their own right. The huge hits of 90s hip-hop uh, sentiments a genre as a major one, a position that it's never came down for. I think that's true, but at the beginning of the 90s, the hip-hop community had a little bit of trouble getting to that point. I mean, the artists of the 80s that had changed the genre to be something a little bit more violent and explicit, um, and this kind of led to many radio stations actually boycotting the more aggressive artists, um, This, but this hardly had any impact on the creation of the music, and more and more rap artists still emerged. That's a good point. The 90s saw the rise of Ice Cube as a solo artist, Dr. Dre got into the produce business, as well as uh, Dead Dog Pound, Snoop Dogg, a tribe called Quest, the Wu-Tang Clan, as notorious big, all, all releasing their own major records. Uh, maybe the most important thing coming out of the 90s, though, was the East Coast and West Coast beef with uh, kind of Tupac and Biggie at the helm of their respective coasts. Women. Made, made the different coasts have different sounds though. Uh, I, th I think the, the West Coast rap was more categorized by G-Funk and had, had a more uh, laid back vibe to it, while East Coast uh, was more straightforward and hard hitting um, sounding, with, with some exceptions obviously. Here's a good example of the West Coast sound, um, Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg. Hey, 
much drama in the LBC. It's kind of hard being Snoop Dogg or Double G, but I somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. May I kick a little something for the G's and make a few beers as I breeze through two in the morning and the party still jumping 'cause my mama ain't home. I got bitches in the living room getting it on and they ain't leaving till six in the morning. So what you gonna do? Shit, I got a pocket full of brothers and my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights and close the door. But for what? We don't love the party. So we gon' smoke an ounce to this. Jeans up, hold down. Why you motherfuckers bounce to this? Cups, but they ain't chipped in. Now this type of shit happens all the time. You gotta get yours before I gotta get mine. Everything is fine when you listen to the DFG. I got the cultivating music that be captivating me. Who listens to the words that I speak as I take me a drink to the middle of the street and get to Mac and to this bitch named Shay. She used to be the homeboy's lady. 80 degrees when I tell that bitch, please raise up off these NUTs 'cause you get none of these at ease. As I mob with the dog, pound, feel the breeze. Be out, Chuck J. Rolling down the street, soaking in love, sipping on beer and juice. Lay back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Rolling down the street, soaking in love, sipping on beer and juice. Lay back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Later on that day. My homie Dr. Drake came through with a gang of tanker rays and a fat ass Jake of some bubonic chronic that made me choke. Shit, this ain't no joke. I had to back up off a bit and sit my cup down. Tanker ray and chronic, yeah, I'm fucked up now, but it ain't no stopping. I'm still popping. Drake got some bitches from the city of Compton to serve me, not with a cherry on top. 'Cause when I bust my nut, I'm raging to fight the cops. Don't get upset, girl. That's just how it goes. I don't love you hoes. I'm out the door, and I'll be. Pretty good example of the East Coast sound at the time. It's Juicy by the Notorious Big. Jack. 
with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke, the hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I run tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world train. Born dinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner. Beats the raw G, Brucey B, kicking free. Master Flex, love bug star schemes. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a trip, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh, yeah. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Thank you. 
Uh, Jin and Juice were released in 1993, and Juicy was created in 1994. They both are pretty representative of the East-West rivalry that was in place. Yeah, but I don't think the sound is really the best way to explain the rivalry, though. I feel like it's more of a, a conflict between a few uh, major artists and, and record companies, and everyone else just kind of fell behind based on where they were from. That's true. I'd like to say the biggest rivalry was between. Tupac and the West Coast and Biggie on the East Coast. They both ended up getting murdered in a pretty controversial situation. Yeah, I think isn't the murder of Tupac like actually still kind of a kind of a big issue today? Don't you guys? I think so. A lot of time you just heard joke about how Tupac isn't really dead, and that he has been part of Illuminati or something ever since faked his death. It's kind of funny to think about it. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but it also just shows how how big of a deal it was because stories like that wouldn't have manifested if so many people didn't care about such an ambiguous feud in the first place. That's that's true. Tupac and Biggie um, had a pretty lasting impact on the rap community. Uh, there were several songs that were made as tributes to the two, and some someone even started having regular peace uh, summits calling for an end to the rivalry. And it's, it's kind of a great example of, of how deeply connected um, or even deeply disconnected the rap community is and because it, it's, it's really its own culture. And the 90s kind of brought that into the eyes of the public. After the 90s came to the end, I think things settled down a little bit. In the 2000s, were a bit of grace period for the rap culture and people started to focus more on music. To me, the hit of the 2000s is more diverse stylistically than ever before, with a lot of influence from more mainstream pop music. Yeah, and it actually developed a lot more than just a stylistic way. Uh, 2000s was, was a big time for the globalization of hip hop, and different countries kind of had their own different styles, but, but everything was eventually um, tied back to the United States and the ones who uh, originally started hip hop. The globalization of hip hop definitely important, but I thought it started losing popularity in the mid 2000s. Yeah, that's a good point, but you have to look at the, um, you can't exactly just look at the record, the different record sales, because it's important to remember how advancements in technology at the time, or even just in, increased knowledge of how to use technology, made it possible for lots of people to listen to music in different ways and like legal ways without actually purchasing it. And that just made it um, so that the sales didn't exactly reflect how, how popular rap music was at the time. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So then what did the music industry do to prevent this? Well, there wasn't exactly much to be done. Um, there was just still, there was still such a wide variety of artists and songs being produced that it didn't exactly matter to them too much because they were still making money. Yeah, that's true. And I think kind of kind of the face of this era is, is really Kanye West because he was, he was for a while and still is a controversial figure. And he made music with uh, all different types of messages and with a lot of different beats and using different technology. But he has been popular for over 10 years now. So how has he remained such a hip-hop force if it keeps changing his audience? Uh, well, Kanye has released a, a lot of different albums and songs for a long time. Um, but he's also a, a, a pretty popular figure outside of the music industry. Um, you know, There's a lot of news about Kanye, good or bad. Uh, that, that's constantly in the news, and you know he's married to Kardashian and all that crap. 
Um, and so let's listen to the song Gold Digger real quick, just put a sound to his name, because it's important to know what music, what is what his music is like and kind of how he got to the the place he is now. She take my money while I'm in need of heat. Yes, it's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over time. That digs on me. Oh. She killed me, mom. I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke. Bro. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke. Bro. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. 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 Degraded, de- degraded the woman. 
Yeah, um, a lot of lyrics and music are, are are tied to things like racism, sexism, or homophobia, and I think unfortunately it's uh, a reflection of our society, and it's and it's kind of been normalized. I think hip hop has been very influential part of the world world over the past fifty years, going from being pretty much only about rebellion and fighting for a cause to something that can still fight for, but has sort of moved. Um, form to rap about different topics. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. We've uh, we've talked a lot of today about different aspects of rap, um, but also a lot of other things that sort of intertwine with the genre and the music. Um, I just want to say thanks to both of you for coming in today, and I I hope you enjoyed this discussion as much as I did.、Um, it looks like that's all we've got today. Thanks for listening, everyone.